Conrad Haas. You've probably never heard that name before in your life. And there's probably a pretty good reason why. Because if mainstream, not even media, but if mainstream society were to accept the fact that what I'm about to explain here may in fact not be the actual answer, but may be a proponent or candidate to be one of the ultimate answers for a certain aspect of technological evolution, it would completely revamp the way that we thought about history and the way that we have been taught about our history through the the standard way of learning. Okay, now I'm going to be doing a separate episode that connects to this for many different reasons, but I just want you to know that what I'm going to be explaining here doesn't just stop in this episode. So if you haven't heard of Conrad Haas, it's probably because he's about five or 600 years old at this point. But with that being said, that's not a necessarily a justification for why he should stay so under the radar uh, when it comes to having people learn about him. Now, according to mysteriesunsolved.com, Conrad Haas was an Austrian or Transylvanian Saxon military engineer from the Kingdom of Hungary, Transylvania. He is believed to be a pioneer of rocket propulsion. His designs include a three-stage rocket and a manned rocket. His sketches and ideas are truly amazing, yet strange considering the timeline. End quote. Again, this is from mysteriesunsolved.com, but you can find many websites that say that. Now, you might be thinking, okay, Dave, what you just read to me, what what is... What's so abnormal about that? Well, let me tell you. Conrad Haas was born in 1509 and passed in 1576. So that light bulb in your head should go off immediately right now because how the hell did he know how to have designs made up and done that identically match the way in which we utilize rocket propulsions and different types of rockets to launch into space today now i want to make something very clear as well because this ties in with an episode i'm going to be doing down the road a little bit later this week or next week and that has to do with the fact that this design was not necessarily kept secret because it was handed and passed around to multiple leaders of multiple different nations when it was discovered initially back in, I believe it was the 1960s, if I'm not mistaken, but we'll get to that anyways. Now, Conrad Haas was born in Austria or Transylvania. We can't exactly pin it down just because of how long ago this occurred. With that being said, he eventually became a military engineer of the Holy Roman Empire who is believed to be the first person to describe a multi-stage rocket in writing. Now, this is according to webau.com, uh, or webau.com. You should check them out because what I'm going to be putting up right now with respects to the images are his actual drawings. Verbatim, sketch for sketch, letter for letter, these are his exact drawings. And it's abnormally detailed, and it's a little bit suspicious with how much he understood with... Uh, with when it comes to rockets, when it pertains to rockets. Now, you can say that maybe he was provided some type of information through some type of knowledge that may have sort of simmered through as a type of, I guess you could say, rumor or legend or folklore. But if that was the case, then I think we would have more people drawing designs of rockets in that time. He happened to be the only one. Now, I'm not saying that we should immediately conclude that he had some type of communication with some type of being or creature or something like that that would allow him to have knowledge that other people didn't. 
I think honestly, if somebody's a smart person, they should deserve credit where credit is due. But the abnormality in the details in which he designed such sketches is a little bit odd because he did certain things that were considered extremely advanced. But here in this particular case, he just he blew the socks off, uh, socks off of everybody. And so he did publish a book on fireworks, believe it or not, like the fireworks that we use nowadays to celebrate and things like that, because he believed that the way in which these fireworks worked would be the same way in which we as humans would be able to launch a an object up into space. And he was certainly on the right path, that's for sure. Again, why mainstream media and history doesn't acknowledge this, I don't know. Again, I'm going to put the links in the description if you're on YouTube and you'll notice that NASA has now acknowledged it and things like this. But again, it takes hundreds of years for people to acknowledge this. And the question becomes why? Because these things need to be filtered out and removed from what is taught in mainstream society and mainstream academia. I can guarantee you right now there's a very little chance if there is any at all that you've heard of conrad has within the school system it's very simple the school system teaches you about for example warner von braun the nazi scientist who then worked for nasa and helped uh, bring the first man to the moon but they're even hesitant to talk about that just because he was a former nazi so to speak imagine what would be talked about or imagine what type of hesitation these teachers and professors would have if Conrad Haas was then discussed. Now, the interesting thing that this ties into is that Conrad Haas, his drawings were found in certain laboratories within Chernobyl. Now, you might think, okay, what the hell does this have to do with Chernobyl? So, the interesting thing about Chernobyl here is that Chernobyl is a place where everybody knows that it was a Russian-controlled area or a Soviet-controlled area, and a nuclear reactor went off by accident. There's a whole, I guess you could say, conspiracy behind that, but let's just go with the official story for once because that's not the topic of discussion here. The topic of discussion is that this was found after the blast had occurred, and these papers, which should have been exploded and should have been burnt up, somehow remained fully intact. Now, that's not to say that there's some type of I guess you could say otherworldly power or something like this that's keeping it intact. All I'm saying is that it's a little bit coincidental. Now, in Chernobyl, which people still can't go back to to this very day, by the way, people have described witnessing what they call the Blackbird of Chernobyl, which is supposedly some type of creature that could literally fly around and it, it, it just does terrible harm to people in the, in the, in the ladder in the latter run of their lives. And what I mean by that is people who have been back to Chernobyl with the suits on so they don't get affected by the radiation and all that have seen this so-called, I guess you could say black bird if you want to call it, flying around Chernobyl and trying to distract them, sort of like a humanoid flying bat, if that makes sense. Almost similar to that of a vampire. It's been described by many witnesses as being black and having red eyes and things like this. Now, the experiences that people claim to go through to this very day still are not experiences that occur in the moment. There are things that happen afterwards, and there are things that occur afterwards on an emotional and spiritual level. Now, I tie this in with what happened with Conrad Haas because his designs ultimately were being studied at Chernobyl. 
And it's been reported by multiple people who have wished to remain quiet out of fear for their lives that they were trying to decode something that Conrad has had left for humanity, if you want to call it, after he died. Now, the fact that this happened at Chernobyl may have been a total coincidence, but the question is, were they experimenting with the general propulsion concept that he had when the Chernobyl accident took place? However, were they experimenting with his designs on a certain type of craft that was not human? That is the question, because Chernobyl was known to have a lot of classified programs occurring there and things like that. And so, by the way, I'll get back to the Blackbird thing in a second. They were supposedly attempting to utilize Conrad Haas and Warner Von Braun's propulsion mechanisms or propulsion functionalities on this reverse engineered craft or, 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 or alien craft that they were trying to reverse engineer, let's call it. But it seems like the metal didn't play so well and the materials made up of this craft didn't play so well with what they were trying to do. Now, I'm not trying to say that's what caused the crash of Chernobyl or the um, the explosion of Chernobyl. Not at all. All I'm saying is that it's coincidental that this occurs there. Now, with that being said, excuse me, going back to the blackbird of Chernobyl for a second, people have experienced after seeing this blackbird having dreams and claiming to be in the astral realm encountering Conrad Haas. Now, I know how out there and far-fetched that sounds, but just bear with me here. They have been reportedly experiencing in their dreams after they've gone to Chernobyl and they've gone back home, seeing these same drawings and seeing a man working on rocket propulsion drawings, which is a little bit coincidental. It makes you think, why is this the case? Now, many claim this is the spirit of Conrad Haas and things like that, and the Blackbird is sort of an embodiment of Conrad Haas trying to protect his work, which is why the papers within Chernobyl that had Conrad Haas's designs in them never actually burnt or exploded when the Chernobyl incident happened, which is extremely, which is, which is a whole unexplained phenomenon within itself, by the way. Now, the question is, why would it be a negative enter- entity like something of the this Blackbird of Chernobyl? One of the reasons why I think this is the case, and bear with me here, but I think this is probably the most important part of the episode, is that when you notice that the Chernobyl explosion had to do, obviously, with with splitting the atom and, you know, the atomic bomb and all that, even if it didn't, but it did, but let's just say it didn't, there is a reason why, supposedly, through manifesting themselves in this realm and through other realms, EBEs and these otherworldly creatures have constantly warned multiple leaders within not just the United States government, but within other other leading countries around the world that using nukes not only disrupts and creates obviously a problem for physical existence in this realm, but it disrupts the cosmos within other realms too. Now, because of that, this could be perceived, the, the, the nuclear bomb could be perceived as a form of a negative manifestation of energy therefore if there was any other type of energy that could manifest itself it would be something negative therefore it would be lower vibrational now this gets into a little bit of the paranormal aspect of things but it would make sense why there would be a negative entity or a negative presence within the territory of chernobyl where the explosion happened because of the way in which it occurred because people died there because 
this bomb going off was by no means a good thing and these other creatures that have been communicating with our government and other governments are trying to get us to not use nukes i mean there's a reason why that nukes always get literally put out of service so to speak or put out of their ability to be launched by again ufos or what they call now uaps unidentified aerial phenomenon by ships by craft that come down and literally float and in some cases shoot certain beams of light of certain types of electromagnetic energy at these nuclear warheads and disable them and it seems like chernobyl is one of the latest examples even though it happened a long time ago it's one of the latest examples of what is happening here and these beings are probably these ebes and these aliens or these ets whatever you want to call them that are trying to communicate with our world leaders are trying to tell them listen the more you explode things or the more regardless of if it's an accident or not negative energy and negative ener entities that can't exactly manifest in this realm but still are witnessed by people in this realm occur around places with low vibrations negative energy death particularly in places where the the ripple effect within the cosmos are disrupted to me personally it would make sense again it's just a proposal but i hope that i've explained it clear enough so that you guys can understand what i'm talking about because it certainly would explain a lot of things that i guess you could say would not sound so typical when you look at it from a very standard and logistical point of view now i know it's a little bit confusing because i went from one guy in the 1500s to chernobyl but if you followed along the whole time i was explaining it then you'll understand the connection because again his work was probably trying to be applied to a ufo craft which happened to be at the same site where this accident occurred and this nuclear reactor went off essentially and on top of that, because the, the energy that the nuke emits is an energy in which tends to kill all life around it to a, a very large degree, then you would honestly think that some type of positive energy would come out of that place? I certainly wouldn't. I would certainly believe that a lower vibrational entity, which manifested through the explosion of this, has been said would, would be the case i mean i don't see why there would be something positive coming out of there it's the way in which the cosmos work it is part of the i guess you could say the the mathematics of the universe it's just that it's, it's binary it's just numbers it's a numbers game the atom bomb is a negative thing it causes things to die therefore the rippling effect will be that of a negative manifestation of a possible spirit that hundreds of people who've gone back to chernobyl have claimed to see very possible and it's ironic and it's interesting how things connect over the course of many hundreds if not thousands of years and it's interesting to see the way things play out it's very interesting now again i can go on about the all the witnesses and the sightings of this so-called blackbird of chernobyl with uh humanoid giant wings supposedly in some cases uh, a um a black headless body according to news.com.au red glowing eyes things like that now what i do want to note according to news.com.au is that in the days leading up to the chernobyl disaster several of the workers in the control room of the nuclear power plant in northern ukraine claimed to have seen this exact same creature that is known as the blackbird of chernobyl some think that it is the negative version of a manifestation of conrad haas because he was trying to protect his work 
but ultimately we don't know but still again according to news.com.au and i quote still others believe the blackbird of chernobyl was a form of the creature known as the mothman whose presence only ever meant one thing in folklore and different legends which was that a catastrophic event would soon follow end quote and so could it be the mothman could it be a manifestation of conrad Haas? it's very hard to say but these are little things that are not told to the public until they're put together in a certain way that that adds up and may and makes sense because when you take a look at the timeline of things and events and the way in which they occur you realize that there's a lot that is not reported so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode because i certainly enjoyed doing a bunch of research on it i may do another episode about this down the road because there are other details that i'm being told i will receive in the future that will come up and um, be able to provide more of an explanation as to what this blackbird is there seems to be a loose connection between this blackbird of Chernobyl entity and Conrad Haas. I don't want to say it's for sure, but I'm just providing you with the, I guess you could say the evidence in which has been collected between the two people and the two events. So let me know what you guys think because it's a very interesting theory and it's a very interesting proposal, but people claim that this blackbird is real and we know for a fact that these documents from Conrad Haas from five, 600 years ago were real maybe even more, maybe even longer than that. So ultimately, the two things are there. We know they're there. It just comes down to what connects them and how can we draw this timeline out. So again, thank you very much and we will catch you next time.